Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment and that whenever, wherever you are, whatever space or whatever time in which you be <laughs> when you listen to this recording, I hope that you remember to be the best you you can be. Remember that just to be you is the best thing there is. Be you is the first part of be you full. So there you go. All right. Yeah, I saw a screensaver look cool today. <laughs> and it said be you full. <laughs> and that inspired me. So I hope that you're also taking inspiration in all the things around you. And you always look for the things that will inspire you because if today's not a good day, tomorrow might be a better day than today. And even if today is a good day, tomorrow might be a great day. You just never know what's around the corner. What will inspire you, what will change in your life. Everything is in constant flux and motion. So we are here in riots day four, although there aren't any riots per se, but there's still, um, not really even strikes either, but road blockages. And apparently there are corrupt indigenous leaders that keep their people poor and down And they're blocking the roads and putting pressure on the government about this measly 50 cents per liter that he raised the gasoline. He doubled the diesel, though. But still, they're blocking the roads, and my friend is still stuck in Machala. He's been there four days, was only going to be there for the afternoon and come back the same night or the next day, something like that. He can't even do his work. And he's just stuck at a friend's house. Um, my other friend in Wyakill told me that there are um, protests and demonstrations starting to happen tomorrow where he lives. There was also a lot of looting, a lot of people robbing uh, places just randomly. Just all hell has broken loose in this beautiful country of Ecuador. And... Even though the taxis and the buses are running, and even the tourist buses that go from city to city, I've seen four or five in the past day. Even though all of that is running, uh, the trucks that do the long haul trucking with food 
and supplies from city to city. Well, I don't think they're getting through because my son told me he went to the store today at the mall where we normally go to shop and he's like, mom, the the shelves are practically empty already. And that means people are are getting ready for a long haul (laughs) style strike, riot, demonstration, protest, whatever. He said, mom, we got to go first thing in the morning. We have to go get supplies. So I guess first thing in the morning, I'm going to go buy a bunch of frozen food and a bunch of canned food as much uh, fresh vegetables as possible. Because I don't know what else to do. I mean, I've been shopping at the gas station. They did get some avocados today. Might just be off their own tree or something because a lot of their food is starting to dwindle as well. And it wasn't empty though, thank God. But this is starting to get, you know, serious. So, hashtag pray for Ecuador. That everything could get back to normal. I'm glad I saw the taxis and the bus drivers and all the people on the road that should be there. That was cool. But what's not cool is that there's a a problem with the long haul. Truckers can't bring in food to the cities right now it's still okay right now we still have food right now things are still available but if this keeps up the people that run restaurants are going to have to close because they won't have the supplies to make the food for the people and the groceries won't have food and well we're all going to be in a real bad way if this keeps up so I don't know. I'm hoping it I'm hoping it's over soon. I hope that all of it gets back to normal. I thought for sure but you know, come Monday morning, which is just tomorrow, that it was going to get better, but we're looking at a real real crisis. The indigenous people are now calling for the president of Ecuador to be ousted. They're looking for basically a coup, I guess. I hope he stays president. He did the hard things that no one had done in 40 years. Things that were actually necessary. I've talking, uh, talking, I've talked to a friend about this who says, yeah, you know, he's probably not the best president we've had, but hey, you know, he probably should go not be the president anymore, but it really was necessary to balance the economy, what he did. It's ridiculous, you know, but we do need a really strong leader. We need a good president here in this country because we've got all the refugees flown in at almost 5,000 people per day. And now this huge crisis, I don't know. This isn't the only place either. I mean, Hong Kong, they've been having riots, big time. Riots against China. 
there's a lot of protesting going on in, in Hong Kong right now. And there's some stuff about, there's something I heard about all the bank accounts being frozen in Turkey. And I didn't really look much more into that. But there's been a lot of destructive, violent protests in Hong Kong, so that energy is over there as well as here. And I mean, there's not a lot of violence out in all the streets in the city here. In fact, I only knew about what happened three or four days ago in the center of town. But I don't, like in my neighborhood, people are peaceful, walking down the street, smiling at each other, everything's cool. But um, there's a lot of discord and energy of revolution in the air in a lot of places, actually. (sighs) I mean, I don't know. I'm looking this up right now. Hong Kong mask ban leads to weekend of violent demonstrations, I guess. So destructive protests. And what is this mask? This is a face mask. See, oh my God, they're right in line with us. Okay, let me read this from CNN. Hong Kong is entering its fourth day. (laughs) just like us four days ago of unprecedented subway closures after a weekend of destructive protests in the wake of new emergency legislation left the city reeling oh my god what's happening in Hong Kong is almost identical I mean we don't have a subway here but it's still the transportation is being shut down after emergency legislation which is what we had here as well anti-government protesters rampaged through parts of Kowloon and Hong Kong Island on Sunday targeting subway stations and Chinese linked businesses well that's sad because the business owners that happen to be Chinese doesn't mean they're part of the government but uh, they shouldn't take it out on the people And they had to shut the businesses down. Ooh, that sounds so familiar. That's what we're going through here. They were attacked and vandalized, and the police are struggling to keep up. Well, that sounds like what's going on in a lot of parts of Ecuador right now. It's what went on downtown. It's what's going on in Guayaquil and Quito. Let's see. A small number of protesters are targeting a People's Liberation Army. All right, shutting that off. <laughs> it automatically comes on. When you go to CNN, they want you to hear their constantly negative news in addition <laughs> to reading it. Um, so shows says people are being mowed down to taxi cabs. Well, here the taxi cabs were being mowed down by people catching their own taxis on fire. And there was a guy who was uh, running from guys with a knife trying to stab him here in my neighborhood. That did happen like four days ago. 
This is really crazy. Now it says the law enacted by the chief executive, Carrie Lamb, using colonial era, era, I'm sorry, colonial era emergency powers has stoked a swift backlash among protesters and worries about a crackdown on civil liberties. Well, that's another thing that's happening here is that they've evoked the martial law and now there's a problem with the people's rights being taken away, which happens during martial law times. But okay, now here it says now the, the demonstrations in the subway and all the, the transportation ban, all this stuff is going on for four days, but the unrest in Hong Kong has been going on for 18 weeks. Now you remember I did I did report on this before. Oh goodness. And they said something about the the uh, mask ban. They show people wearing masks to protect their faces from pollution. You know, those particle masks. I remember we had to wear those after the first big fire in paradise. Like everyone in the whole city was wearing them. It's kind of freaky to see that. The Red Cross was handing them out to us. Okay, so now Hong Kong has been rocked by violent clashes and the city has been partially paralyzed since Friday evening decision by the government to use its emergency powers to ban people from wearing masks at demonstrations. Yeah, because how can you tear gas people who are wearing masks that are going to help them breathe through that? Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And uh, the new law is unconstitutional. And they're worried that this the political opponents of Lamb are worried it could portend more emergency measures, which would give her um, effective carte blanche, carte blanche, to make new laws as necessary in the instance of severe breakdown of public order. See, the thing is, um, Hong Kong is being controlled by China since the Brits gave it back and told China do what you will with this city basically and with is like one little section of China that wasn't technically China and China's trying to take it over again and the Hong Kong residents are not interested they don't want to be ruled by China as well they shouldn't be you know but Anyway, uh, hashtag pray for Hong Kong as well, because um, some scary stuff going on in the world right now, you know, um, I'm going to look up Ecuador news, see what happens today, what happens, uh, three hours ago, uh, Ecuador protests, indigenous groups are blocking the highways as a protest continue according to BBC. So it's exactly like my friends in two different cities now have told me. And that makes sense because, you know, we're not, we're not getting our groceries. So 
you know, a few corrupt indigenous leaders are making it so that everybody else, or at least in, and there are indigenous people in the city as well, but everybody in all the cities are being made to suffer because the indigenous are pissed off about a 40 cent raise in gas or whatever. To me, it sounds like a very, very silly thing. Just become bigger than the problem and make more money, right? You know, find a way. Necessity is a mother of invention. So, oh, great. Yeah, protesters in Ecuador rally against austerity measures as the food prices climb. Shit, I didn't even know about that. That's according to globalnews.ca. Let's see what that has to do. I didn't know about it climbing. I know that where the food is being um, dwindled down. So I don't know. I'm going to go and get a bunch of food tomorrow for my kid and I. I think, didn't I tell you guys to go out and get emergency food? <laughs> like a few weeks ago for um, in cases of uh, tsunami and bad weather and it's so funny and I felt like I needed to do this for me and I was waiting for um, October to come because I didn't have enough money to do it last month it's just so ironic that I'm sitting here going huh man I'm not prepared I mean we have oatmeal that enough for two more days and I have jello, you know, popcorn, things that aren't very filling. Uh, I've got chicken for one more day. I went out and bought a little bit today, but um, I just, I have like half an onion, half a pepper. That's all I've got. Like half a bell pepper. (laughs) I have a whole hell of a lot here. In fact, my freezer is empty. Usually it's not. And uh, this, uh, it says here that um, in Guayaquil, prices of food have risen by a third just in a few days. Everyone's raising prices with the excuse of the gasoline price rise. Oh man, I did not see that one coming. What bastards. So, yeah. Now, it does say that in Guayaquil, the government did uh, put 20 people in jail. Basically, they were detained over the weekend for overcharging on you know, products, including corn, onions, carrots, potatoes, which are all subject to price controls. Well, I did not know that. See, I'm learning more about this country right now. There is no justification for raising prices says the interior minister, Maria Romo. Yeah, that's true. There's no justification. This is, oh my God. Oh, well, here we go here in, uh, Santa Elena. (laughs) Oh my God. In the Malacan of Montanita beach. Does it say that? Okay. This is, it says that the, uh, a 6.2 earthquake hit the coast which is weird that it also says that happened in March, but that's like another news story coming up for this story. Maybe that's just the last time this, these people reported on something in Ecuador. 
I'm looking at a picture of people facing off of the soldiers and the people are blocking the road just with their bodies. There's just, they're just standing there. I thought they were blocking. Well, here in a couple places in Cuenca, they were blocking roads with cars that they set on fire. And this is in Lasso, Lasso, Ecuador, Lasso, Ecuador. Oh my God. It looks like, yeah, things are like being, uh, put set on fire. So, oh my God, our state of emergency, he set it for two whole months. So we have 60 days of martial law, no, uh, rights for the people. Freaking great. I don't have rights anyway, because I'm not officially a citizen here. We don't have rights, but we do have more rights than now that we have a, a residency visa we have a little bit more rights than when we were just tourists tourists literally have no rights so um it shows a bunch of people dressed in black and they are looting stores which so why so now they're just stealing from their neighbors because of a rise in gas like this is so stupid people are so stupid all right um (laughs) <laughs> the president's approval rating is under 30%. Ooh. <laughs> well, we'll join the club. My other country has the same problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> right after his election, he had his 70% approval rating. Now he's got under 30%. So indigenous-led protests have toppled three presidencies. Um, before 2007 and they're hoping they can do it again because of what they're doing with all the, the, you know, this. I mean, he's just trying to fix the freaking economy and these people are just too dumb to see what's, what's really happening. And all this over 50 fucking cents. Like I, I, I'm just really upset about this. I mean, the, the subsidies have cost the government $60 billion in 40 years. Like, this would have been one of the richest nations in South, in South America if they hadn't done this. Yeah. Yeah, in other news, um, the abortion debate is raging in Argentina after an 11-year-old was forced to give birth because of lack of ways for... Abortion. Yeah, great. Crazy. That's another headline that just popped up. So, okay. um, Wow. So the former president, who nobody liked... Korea, uh, he lives in Belgium now <laughs> and he now is calling Moreno a traitor to the people. And that was his one time protege and the old, he was the vice president in the last, um, presidency and Moreno uses a wheelchair. He is paraplegic. He had, uh, he was shot during a robbery in Quito in 1998 
So these people are like calling to get him out of of the presidency. And I'm scared for his safety, to be honest. Oh, he even said he refuses to overturn the fuel measure, but he has said the government will increase the benefits for the poor people to compensate the impact of the fuel subsidies. So what the flock is the problem? There's no damn problem. This guy is a really good, he's a really good president, in my opinion, at least for the things he's doing. I mean, this is crazy. Oh my God. All right, guys, that's enough of this political crap. We are 99 on the Ascension Symptoms Scale. I'm going to check into more world news and get back to you in the next few days if there's any other major protests and stuff. They're similar. I don't know what's going on with the energy of that and how it relates to Ascension, but I think that a lot of reform and a lot of changes and a lot of revolutionary Things are coming, and there was something astrologically. Um, I think it was well, Saturn, the plan of limitations had been in retrograde, now it's direct again, and all this stuff has happened since Saturn has gone direct. And I think maybe Uranus was retrograde, and now it's going direct. I need to look this up, but I know there's um, every 40 years there's a Uranus half return that affects people's astrological chart. I have a feeling that Uranus did something in the sky. I don't know. It's like crazy. I I know that there's, I know that someone who is really smart in astrology will see it on a greater scale more than me. I wish my friend Amber was alive because she could tell me exactly what was going on and what happened and how suddenly the energy of revolution. I have a feeling that Uranus has something to do with it. I want to look, I'll look into it and try and get back to you on that in the next few days because I have a feeling that some of this stuff was, you know, universally planned, (laughs) you know, some of the stuff is just random, but it's crazy that Hong Kong and Ecuador, I wonder if we look on a map, if we're not seeing we're on the same parallel line on the globe, but just different opposite sides of the globe. Ah, dag now, but I wish I had a globe now. Maybe there's a virtual globe online. I'm going to go look that up later. But we are... Excuse me. 99 on the Ascension Symptom Scale. And I woke up this morning. I was having incredible dreams. I can't say this morning because I slept like 9 or 10 hours again. And I've been sleeping massively long hours. Which is weird because like in past weeks I was sleeping 6 hours at a time. And feeling great and now I have been sleeping like nine or ten hours a day and the weird thing about this is that every time I wake up and I look in the mirror my hair is darker it's going back to its original color which I did mention before but it's all going darker now not just at the roots but the whole all of it there's only on the side do I have a little bit of white or, you know, really pale blonde, which is going white. I don't have gray hair, I have white hair. <laughs> so my hair is going from red to white. And, um, but it's all going back to its original color on top. And every morning I wake up and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, how did I get younger? It's like that beauty rest, right? There's something to the words beauty sleep. 
<laughs> I mean, Sleeping Beauty herself, after sleeping 100 years, she probably looked like she was 15 again, right? Oh, wait, didn't she sleep when she was 18? <laughs> or 17, something like that. Anyway, um, so right before I woke up, I was having this, these dreams, and I was in this place with um, all these dogs, and they were talking, they were speaking to me in English. I perfectly understood them. And I'm like, well, thank God that the Ascension made it so that we can understand animals and they can now speak in English. This is really awesome. And they, they were kind of looking at me and they were laughing. They thought that was a funny thing for me to say. And the in walks this baby dinosaur. He was about four and a half feet tall and he was really young. And he wanted to play like the dogs. He would hang. He was hanging out with the dogs, and I was like, "All right, here, boy, fetch!" Right? And I threw like a, a tennis ball, and, um, and he came back and dropped it at my feet. And then he picked up a rag and he wanted me to hold the end of the rag and, you know, or wrestle, you know, wrestling with them, just like a dog. This this old this like super old like dinosaur. Like it was a baby, you know, new where I was at, but I mean, it was like, a, um, I don't even know. I, I've seen these weird pictures of, you know, what scientists think they looked like. And it was like, um, I can't even tell you. They had, had these things sticking up on its back, like this crest, you know, two rows of, um, ridges on his back and really tiny head and a long tail and short stumpy legs like an elephant and it was very weird and so I was wrestling with them and then and then he bit my arm and I started to bleed a little bit and I was like whoa buddy you need to calm down man and I had to I had to calm him down and I I had I gave him dog food to calm him down and then he just was eating the dog food with the dogs and the dogs were laughing they're like he's just a baby he doesn't know better I'm like yeah that's true and then somehow I like put a rag or something over my arm and it healed right away. It was very strange. And then I was, I'm like, okay, you guys, I need to sleep. And they said, well, we'll lay down with you. And I'm like, that sounds awesome. So I laid down on this really big bed in this place that at the, at the moment in the dream, it was a very familiar place. And I laid down and all these dogs came up onto the bed and they, some of them went around the edges and slept on the floor guarding me like in a big circle. And, um, this one dog came and he well, it was a she and she came and she sat, she laid down right next to me and I started petting her and I said, what's your name? And she says, come on, you know me, I'm peaches. And I was like, Oh my God, you are peaches. And Peaches was my dog when I was a little kid that died. And Peaches was like, I was, I mean, obviously it's died since now, but my, my parents gave my dog away and broke my heart. And um, I hadn't seen her since she was given away to strangers. And I had her since she was a puppy. I was raising her and, and I um, played with her every day. I, was, I loved that dog so much. And she was my constant companion. I was always with her. And my parents said, you're not playing with your dog. You're ignoring your dog every day. And 
So we're going to give her to a home with kids who will care about her. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm not playing with her. You want to see all the tricks I taught her. I taught her how to stand up on her hind legs and roll over and play dead. And like, I told her I, I worked with her every single day when they weren't even home. I was, I was playing, um, hide and seek with her. I mean, I played all kinds of games with my dog. I was constantly playing with my dog and my dog was always hanging out with me. And then when the rest of the family came home, cause I was eight years old, I had to walk home two out two miles every day. It took me almost two hours sometimes cause I was a very slow walker and hated going home alone. And, um, but I was a latchkey kid at the age of eight, you know, but then I'd come home and I'd, I'd let her in the house and hang out and feed the dogs. And, and I had to wash, I had to clean the whole house and do everyone's laundry and start dinner before my parents came home in addition to getting all my homework done. So it, when I was eight, it was like, I was an adult with a lot of adult like responsibilities. And, um, so it was kind of rough. I had a rough childhood, but that was part of it. But in my dream, here's peaches again. And I was like, Oh my God, you look a little bit different than how I remember you. And she said, well, I, I took on, you know, my body that I, that I had when I was here in heaven. Like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And then I looked around the room and I realized that I was in heaven and all of the dogs, no wonder they could speak English, you know, cause when you're in heaven, you can talk to animals freely and openly, openly everyone can speak and communicate with each other. And I was looking around the room and I realized these are all the dogs that I knew in my life that have all passed on already. Every single one of them. You know, like uh, my dog Odie, I had a, I, Prince Odie was one of my dogs. He was a golden retriever and I had um, like a German Shepherd. I had a couple German Shepherds, just all of my dogs, all of my dogs, my whole life. Peaches was um, the same kind of dog as Benji in the movies for the love of Benji and Benji and Benji's homecoming or something. I don't know. But, um, but peaches was the same, uh, breed as Benji, but she was more the color of peaches and cream, which is why my dad wanted to name her peaches. And I was going to give her a different name, but I, my dad was so happy with his own naming of the dog that I just let it go. I'm like, all right, it made him happy. So I want him to be happy. So I didn't want to go against my dad, you know, but I woke up and I, and, and I was like, whoa, that is such a trip that I literally went and visited all of my dogs in heaven. I remember that movie, all dogs go to heaven. It's true. They do. All animals go to heaven and they don't have a separate heaven. And it's not like they don't have souls because they do. They have a group soul. So all the cats have a group over soul and then they have individual personalities it's similar to what our system is as humans, but it's a little bit more simplistic than where we are. You know, they don't get karma like we do. They just learn and they get more and more spiritually advanced. And that's why they need our, need us, our human, you know, their human companions can help them grow and learn and get more and more uh, spiritually aware and they become little cat masters and dog masters. And then they get to go to the next up, the next group over soul up and become a different animal. But it takes them a long time. But the individuals can move up, not just the whole group. 
at least according to Grandma Marion, that's some things that she talked to us about back in the day when she was still alive, God rest her soul. But all of my puppies, all my dogs, all my animals, you know, they're up in heaven, but I didn't see my cats. I was just with the dogs. He <laughs> was like, the cats didn't want to be a part of that. It was just, it was like a dog hangout. And I woke up from that dream just going, whoa, that, that's really a trip. I got up and I got dressed. I opened up my windows, opened up my curtains, I mean, and, and um, oh, I did open my window and breathed in some fresh air and got dressed and went next door. Or actually, right before I went next door to go get my, actually, they, they weren't even open next door. I had to go down the street to get my, um, and some food and some caffeine related products. I bought some, a local drink similar to Red Bull, but it's like 50 cents. And usually the one I get is a dollar, but they were out. But um, uh, right when I opened up my window after I got dressed, the sky was this ominous, dark, almost black, charcoal, gray color, blackish, very, very dark, dark clouds. But against that was this gorgeous rainbow. So I did put that up on my Instagram account. If you guys want to go see it, it was um, a complete rainbow. You could see the beginning and the end. And at the end, in fact, I, I filmed it from one window. And after I was done filming, I went to the other window. And I was shocked because where it had, where the rainbows ended is where... Um, I had done magical rituals before. So I thought that was pretty cool. And, it was, and the rainbow itself was going over the road that leads out of town. And that might be where it's being blocked. And that's why the supplies can't get through. So I was taking note of all of this. And I'm thinking, well, you know, God did make a promise with a rainbow, right? When you look back to the Noah story in the Bible, and I'm thinking that might be another promise God is making to me that, and, and to all of us, that, look, there is hope. The energy of hope is here because we're um, probably all not going to starve to death. The indig- indigenous people are just going to screw with us a few more days, and then I guess they're all going to go home. I guess they're going to get hungry, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's, the whole thing is like they're shooting themselves and their own people in the foot over 50 damn cents. And it's just, and the poorest of the poor people are going to be subsidized by the government. He's already said he's going to make reparations with the poorest of the poor. So it's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to be a thing. People who don't have jobs are going to have the money. They're, they're, everything's 100% going to be fine. So for me, I'm looking at this going, well, this is, uh, it's crazy. But seeing that rainbow today did give me hope. It did bring me a great deal of peace. And then I did my rainbow meditation, like the sun meditation, where I close my eyes and I pull the energy of the rainbow into my heart while it's still there and exists and replenished all of my, um, chakras with all the seven colors that are present in the rainbow and that's what higher guidance told me to do so I want to tell you guys when you see a rainbow you could pull it in the energy 
If you see a pink energy, you feel it has a high vibration, you can pull that in right through your heart chakra, put it throughout your whole physical body, your aura, mental, emotional, spiritual bodies, and help it to pass through your... You just imagine it and you call it with your will, your sheer force of your will. Just call it into your body. And the colors will distribute themselves where they need to be. It's divine intelligence energy. So it knows where to go. You know, you pull it in your body and it'll do the rest. You just have to meet it halfway. But crazy, crazy days, guys. Uh, Schumann Resonance News from Disclosure News.it. The words consciousness currents is not even on the page as if it just never happened (laughs) and we're back to calling it hurts yesterday well okay yesterday they put nothing but today they put yesterday's and today's report at 1700 and it just says calm calm nothing happened Um, it only really went up to 8 hertz in Italy I did say we're at 99 sentence symptoms, Gal. That might be one of the sentence symptoms is not being sure of what you said. <laughs> Dag now it. All right. Um, all right. So at midnight in California, they started off at 98 hertz frequency. And at 4 a.m., they were at 94 hertz frequency. At uh, midnight in Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, they started off at 87 hertz frequency, went down to 84. By the way, it's not midnight in Hofuf, it'd be midnight, I think, probably California time. So, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm not really sure. Does it say? I don't think it says even on here. All right, anyway, um, just to get a general gist of where the Shimon Resonance is at. Um, in Lithuania, they start off at 23 hertz frequency at midnight, and by 4 a.m., they were to zero. They zeroed out. Now, Alberta, Canada started off at 186 hertz frequency, and they only went down by 6 to 180 by 4 a.m. And in Northland, New Zealand, they started off at 62 hertz frequency and by 4 a.m. they were at 65 so they just went up by a couple so I mean most of the lines are steady across they're not too much different you know Um, except for of course Lithuania but in Hulului South Africa they started off at 131 and they went down to 128 four hours later at 4 a.m. So there you have it. That is the Schumann Resonance for our normal seven places that we go over. Yesterday, the calm one wasn't even present on, on their website. So what's really weird, this, this screensaver that just came up on my TV right now, is of, it distracted me. And it's um, of a street that I think is in San Francisco. And it looks very familiar because I keep visiting that street corner in a dream. And it's really weird. Again, it could be I'm visiting another timeline or heaven, you know, or maybe I'm just astral projecting to San Francisco. I miss California so much. And 
I'm always thinking about LA and I'm thinking about San Francisco. I mean, I've even priced out um, retirement manners for when I get older to actually live in San Francisco. I found, I found queer housing. So if you're in the LGBTQIA community and you're really super low income, I found literally one bed and one bathroom apartments for $286 a month and it's queer housing. And I'm like, what? And I think it's um, subsidized by the community. I think it's privately funded. I'm like, oh, that is so freaking rad, man. I, I mean, I'm hoping I don't have to move into a place like that for many, 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 many years to come, if ever, hopefully never. But just in case I was looking at, into this, I, I wasn't looking for retirement places, but I was looking for um, just queer housing. And that came up. I was like, what? That is so cool. So, you know, if you're you're gay or you're somehow in the community, um, the LGBTQIA community, there are there are actual um, places there, high rise apartments, beautiful, not too far from Ghirardelli Square, and um, they have activities and buses and everything. So if you're in that age group and in that community. Really, I mean, they they just opened up all of these housing developments, and they're like two hundred eighty six dollars a month. And I'm like, what? That is unheard of for San Francisco. Normally, a, a normal like a two bedroom apartment, three bedroom apartment there, you're gonna pay three thousand dollars to five thousand dollars a month. So, I was blown away by that. I was like, what? <laughs> really cheap housing, and I think they even have like. A cafeteria where you could go have someone else make your food you know for a little bit extra money I thought that was neat I mean if I'm old and I, I don't want to hang out with a bunch of straight people maybe <laughs> it might be more far more interesting to be in the community you know what I mean I'm just thinking hey that might be interesting <laughs> And I might feel more safe, honestly. I might be, feel a little bit safer than if I'm in the community. Plus, you're always going to get the dish and the best gossip, so... And the best music. So, yeah. There's that. <laughs> Speaking of community, I hope you guys have been watching Pose. I was... I'm really blown away. I did not even know about this world in San... Um, not San Francisco, New York City. I think it's over in Queens. Back in 1987, when I was going to college, <laughs> um, I guess when Madonna did um, Vogue, that song Vogue, and if you guys look it up on YouTube, you could see the video where she's doing all these Vogue poses. I didn't realize that was a thing where they have Vogue offs or pose offs, and then people have to vote. I mean, I did not know this in, in the, um, the trans gender um community that this was a thing and i guess this is where madonna got it i heard something about she got it from an idea in new york but if you go watch pose it's brand new show on netflix um it talks about this world from that time and i'm like oh a lot of things are now starting to make sense in my life (laughs) it just it's putting some pieces in of the puzzle into place for me I'm like, okay, all right, this is cool. Anyway, <laughs> I hung out with that community in in um, 
WeHo in West Hollywood. There was this massive warehouse. They turned into the most fabulous dance club ever. And I mean, as feminine as I dressed and tried to be, I just never made the cut, man. I mean, these guys that dressed as women and some of them were transgender and some of them just wanted to be a part of it all. And, and, and they dressed fabulous, but in their day-to-day lives, they just dressed as men. Some of them that I talked to. And so it was very interesting. I was like, Oh yeah. All right. But uh, most of the people that I met were like very closed mouth and they did not want to talk to anyone who wasn't like them exactly. And, um, I was trying to do a study for this couple who wanted, um, they wanted to study the, the transgender world and no one would talk to them. So they sent me in cause I was a part of the gay community cause I'm bisexual and I was a queer leader for years in LA and they were like, you're the one you're, you know, you can help still. No one would talk to me. Not one person. I went to WeHo all the time. I went to these this grand gala ball type things and no one would would talk about anything. And I'm like, well, how are we going to get the study done? You know, and they were just disgusted. They're like, after two months, they're like, clearly you're not able to get the information either. We want our, <laughs> we want you to come and drop off the applications and, or, or the, and not applications, but the um, questionnaires. And I'm like, okay, fine. And this couple, were, they were pretty, they had worked on the Kinsey studies back in the day, you know, trying to figure out the spectrum of sexuality and how people identify. And um, they, they weren't, you know, the Kinsey couple, but they had helped um, Dr. Kinsey and both of them, uh, you know, do the study back in the day. And since I'm my degree in human sexuality as well as psychology, I was like the perfect candidate, but I still couldn't get these people to talk in LA. And it was sad because it would have been very interesting and, and it would have been given more insight, but crazy times back then. All right. Um, in a course of miracles, ACIM.org, we are on lesson 118, (laughs) which is still a review. I think it's going to be a review for two more days. And then I think Lesson 121 will end up being a new one. <laughs> so our first part of the, the lesson today is a review from Lesson 105. And it is, God's peace and joy are mine. God's peace and joy are mine. Today, I will accept God's peace and joy in glad exchange for all the substitutes that I've made for happiness and peace. And the second part of the lesson today is taken from lesson 106. Let me be still and listen to the truth. Let me be still and listen to the truth. Let me Let my own feeble voice be still and let me hear the mighty voice for truth itself. Assure me that I am God's perfect son. There you go. There you have it. When I come back, I'm going to do a little bit of channeling 
from the Lyrans. I have no idea what the topic is, so your guess is as good as mine, and we're all going to be surprised together as a group. <laughs> and I'm going to just record it in real time. And, you know, I don't pre-record and then put it on. I, I literally turn it on, and whatever happens is what you guys get. I don't stop and start when I do the channelings. It's just a straight through, straight shot sort of thing. So it's, your guess is as good as mine. And I'm always as surprised as you are to hear the information. So we're going to listen to that, (laughs) put myself in a trance, and I'll be right back after these two messages. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. guys I'm here already connected with the Liren people they are not here in my room physically like they have been before um, they were invisible but I they were here I could feel them they decided this time to do this through telepathy and uh, they're just like your eye they're hominids that walk on two feet upright they have their ears are shaped like cat ears and they have fur on their faces. Probably it's very cold from where, where they came from. And that would be one reason why they would have more fur. And they, and they said it's more like fur, like a cat, versus um, hair, like what we have. It's softer. And, um, but they said they're just, they're, you know, thinking intelligent beings, just like humans are, maybe more so than some of us. <laughs> But uh, as far as channeling is concerned, I am a an indirect channel, not a direct channel. A direct channel is someone who allows beings to take over their body temporarily to get the message across by using their own vocal cords and body, um, but you know the person's. But I am indirect, so I use um, clairvoyance and telepathy. Um, Sometimes I use a clairvoyance to see an object or a thing that they're trying to get across to me so that I could get an idea to describe it to you guys. And sometimes it's just word per word, whatever they say, I let you guys know. Um, I do use muscle testing during my channels so that if there's any confusion or something that I think I hear them say, and it doesn't make sense, I will stop and ask them. And I do that just for clarification because I am using telepathy and they're not taking over my body. There might be instances where my subconscious mind resists saying certain things because they might not sound correct or strange or something. And so I've got to learn to trust the process. And muscle testing kind of helps me do that. All right, so I'm going to take a few deep breaths. I've got to 
do my first my Kia Shaw. If you're new to this channel, <laughs> this podcast, <laughs> um, when you touch your forehead and you say these words, this is a Pleiadian mantra that opens up your third eye and you can be more um, clairvoyant, more psychic with this chant. Ki ah sha, ki ah sha, ki ah sha. All right, ooh, makes your third eye throb a little. It's pretty cool. Gives a lot of energy to it. Okay, am I connected to the Larens? Yes, I am. Like to be connected to Archangel Michael to keep me protected while I'm in kind of a trance-like state. I mean, it's definitely a trance, but it's not a very deep trance. All right. Am I connected to Archangel Michael? Like to be connected to my higher guidance, my spiritual team, my holy guardian angel, and my spiritual guide. I connected everybody. Woo! <laughs> Muscle testing says, yes, I am. All right. Larens, I'm connected to you. Answer says yes. Muscle testing says yes. Okay, I'm gonna put my sweater on. I'm getting a little cold. That might change in a minute as the energy starts to pour in. I always get hot, but I always get cold right before <laughs> and then hot right after. So, all right, I just drape it over my shoulders. So, all right. All right, Larens, welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak the podcast. <laughs> I'd like to. Um, well, welcome you and invite you to begin your transmission now. Greetings, we are the Lyrans. We are here with an important message for all of humanity today. We would like to let you know that we see you. We are trying more and more every day to understand you. And in some ways, this is becoming seemingly impossible. In our world, we had achieved a level of nurturing, caring, and loving one another whether we knew each other personally or not, we got to that level. And as much as it pains us to say this, we are not at this moment seeing this level of completeness of the creation. Many of you do care for everybody regardless of whether you've ever seen them or not, or if you've ever known them or not if they're in your life or not. Many of you have made the effort to love your enemies. Many of you have made the effort to love your former friends turned enemies. And you know that you will help anybody who needs your help, regardless of who this person is. However, we are seeing in the cases of the mass demonstrations we are seen in the cases of war, discord, disharmony, and chaos. 
that in these times, according to your phrase, when push comes to shove, that many people are pushing and are shoving other people out of the way and they're not considering the whole as a group of individuals coming from the one will. They are not considering that they are all one. This is of concern to us and see that we see that this can stunt your growth. Spiritually speaking, we have been very much concerned at some of the elements in your world, some of the things that are taking place in your world at this time. We are pledging ourselves to you now in a greater way because this message is very serious. We're hoping that we can make the energy of harmony, the energy of making amends, the energy of love, compassion, brotherhood, the energy of divine love that comes directly from the source. We're sending you this extra blanket of love energy while you go through your evolutions, while you go through your evolution, while you go through your daily ablutions, while you go through everything that it is that you need to go through in order to go through the veil that is the fifth dimension. You have already pierced it. Most of you are aware of it. Some of you are not. Some of you have heard about it, but you yet not feel it inside. It's coming. Just trust. You don't have to take our word for it. Trust your higher guidance. Connect your higher guidance. All you need to do is say, I would like to connect to my higher guidance. And this is the phrase that will get you there. Nothing is hard unless you make it hard. Everything is easy if you wish to make it so. We wanted to sit with you for a few moments today and give you our energy through this message. We wanted to sit with you today and give you our love because we feel you are our brothers and sisters from the one creator in the creator's mind and heart and light. We all are brothers and sisters. We are all brothers and sisters of the light. We love you. We love you. We love you. We are here as big brother and big sister support systems to help you as you bust through your own non-supportive systems. 
We see the struggle in the people. We see the struggle of the people trying to wake up. We see the struggle as the people do wake up and start to seek for answers as one seeks for food after a very long sleep. And they wish to break their fast in the morning. We see all of you, not just the awakened ones. We see all of you we know your emotions because as Lyrans we are strong empaths we are known to be some of the strongest empaths in this universe we wish for you to release relax and let go of all the things that no longer serve you. We are pulling these phrases out of Elena's subconscious mind. These are things that she has in the past told you, but they are worth the repetition. It bears repeating as she says. We are sending you a high vibration transmission during these words of wisdom that you are hearing, you are also receiving energetic forms. We are channeling an exercise through Elena's hands, and she's moving them during this transmission that will help to bust through some of the things you're still holding on to. You're still holding back in some ways. And we are now trying to counteract those things by allowing them to be shaken out of your psyches, brought up to the surface so that you can relax, release and let go of them. Many of you we see have been struggling with the lower vibrations of fear, discord, disillusionment, depression, chaos, chaos, confusion, illusion, separation, and getting back together again with the one will and not quite feeling in sync and not quite feeling all the energy you expected to feel at this time. We assure you that all of your energy is doing the correct thing. We assure you that we are here helping you. We assure you that we are not the only ones that are here to help you. We see the ninth dimensional people helping you. We see the eighth dimensional spirits helping you. We see seventh dimensional people giving you guidance. We see other fifth dimensionals like us giving you love, peace, love, harmony, love, high vibration, love, humor, Laughing is going to help you. 
laughing will help release you. Some of you are confused as to whether or not you should eat certain foods. Some of you are confused as to whether or not you should watch TV or not. Some of you are confused as to what you need to pay attention to. And some of you have brought your life down to a level of such boringness that you feel like, why do I want to be in the fifth dimension if it's going to be so colorless and boring? For those of you who have decided to kill your television, we say to you, it's okay to watch a movie that will raise your vibration when you laugh with mirth. It's okay to watch your favorite shows that will bring you comfort, even if they're shows of your childhood, even if you don't agree with the sentiments of the shows. If it's going to bring you a level of love that you had in your past, back when your days were simpler and happier, it's okay to do that. You don't have to become the austere monks living in a cave that you have made your house into, your apartments into, your bedrooms into. We see that many of you are struggling with a spiritual life that you are shoving down your own throat. We see the aestheticness, the aesthetic nature of what you think a monk or a nun would do. And we're here to tell you, you can live your daily life. Just don't forget the divine within you. Don't forget to allow your own light to shine. And sometimes you do need music to raise your vibration and help yourself shine. You can listen to music that lifts you up. You can watch shows that lift you up. You can see movies that lift you up. You can have funny conversations with friends and laugh and allow that to lift you up. You don't suddenly need to abstain from having a beer once in a while or a shot with friends after work. You don't have to say, well, I'm spiritual now and spiritual people don't do X, Y, and Z, or A, B, and C, or one, two, and three, cha, cha, cha. <laughs> you don't have to live the austere lives that you think you need to live to raise to the higher vibrational fifth dimension. Because you're imagining that God expects the boring from you, expects these kind of sacrifices from you, when in fact God is ever evolving and changing and ever expanding in this universe. God is not three colors. God is not seven colors. God is one million colors if he is one color. Do you understand where we're coming from? We are asking you to create your abundance through your creation. Create what you wish by painting it on a canvas. Create what you wish by drawing a picture with crayons. Remember the freedom you felt 
when you have the ability to create with your fingers in the paint when you were in kindergarten. Some of you need to go get a ball of yarn and play with it like you did when you were a child. Some of you need to go buy those little rubber balls in the machines at your stores and come home and just play with a rubber ball all night. Some of you need to buy yourself a giant pack of balloons that are already filled with helium and with the strings and you need to bat them around your room as you did when you were little children. Some of you need to remember what it's like to play. Some of you remember, some of you do not. The ones that have felt that to become spiritual, you must become boring. You must be austere and wear a monk's robe all the time and sandals. You're missing the point of raising your vibration. Forcing yourself into a little box of what you think is right because you saw it on the news or on a show or heard a story from a friend. You have to stop the nonsense of trying to be something that you are not. You have to stop the nonsense of being something that you imagine others expect you to be in order to prove your pending sainthood. Everyday people become saints. Everyday people with jobs become saints. Everyday plumbers become saints. Everyday bartenders become saints. I hope you get the drift of our meaning when you hear this message. Because for real, the veil is going to open. The veil is going to lift. You're going to see what you need to see at the moment in which you need to see and to know it. And it does not matter what your job is. You do not need to sell all of your things and move to another state or country. You do not have to give up all your things. You do not need to stop using money. You do not need to stop anything that is abnormal from your daily routine. You don't need to stop anything. We are so distressed that so many of you have caused your own sadness, your own depressedness, depression. You have caused a great deal of suffering and strife and anxiety inside of yourself based on a false illusory idea that you are not already there, that you are not already God, that you are not already a saint, that you are not already an ascended master. You have to claim it, know it, believe it to be so. You need to let your life flow and you need to let it go. We wish for you 
to know this truth. You don't need to stop anything, but you do need to start something. These are the things that you need to start. Number one, you need to start loving everybody on the planet. You do not have to like them. You do not have to agree with them. You do not have to like who they are or what they do in their life. But you do have to love them. That is a very big block we're seeing in people's emotional intelligence higher spiritual communications have been blocked until you open the door of loving everybody, loving everybody, loving everybody. We want you to wake up to this very simple, very spiritual truth. Loving everybody opens the door for you. Loving everybody helps everybody loving everybody helps you too you don't have to invite everybody to your home for your parties you don't have to invite people to have dinner with you they do not have to dine with you or even be in your presence for you to start to love everybody start slow Love everybody in your residence, whether you live in an apartment or in a house. If you live in an apartment, love everybody today in your apartment. Maybe that's only you and your goldfish. We're okay with that. Just love you today. Love your goldfish. Love your cat. Love your gerbil. Whatever you have in your apartment, even if it's a plant, love the plant. Love your refrigerator if that's all you've got. And second step, love your neighbors, whether you live in an apartment or in a house. We want you to start to love everybody. Just start slow and in an ever-growing bubble, expand it for, from your neighbors on either side of you to the neighbors on either side of them. And then eventually to your block and then eventually to your city your street and then your city, your state or province, and then your country. Get to a point where you're comfortable loving everybody in your country, even if they vote the way that you don't agree with, even if they think in a way you don't agree with, even if their religion is a religion you don't believe in, even if they don't believe in God and you do, even if you don't believe in God and they do, love everybody understand that everybody's in a process of awakening everyone is a process in the process of raising their vibration everyone together collectively as a whole is in the process of joining the fifth dimension opening the doors to the fifth dimension raising the veil lifting the veil of the fifth dimension everyone is in this process see 
Accept that the people that you don't agree with are maybe just sleeping. But accept them. Start with forgiveness of things that they've said that were insensitive. Start with forgiveness for them not being the way you would have them be. If you're super judgmental, this might be where you need to begin. Start with acceptance of everybody. Start with love of everybody. That's the number one thing we need you to do. That's the number one thing we need you to know. There are more instructions. Number two, accept everything. Accept all possibilities. Don't label them as good or bad or neutral. Don't label all possibilities. Just accept that all possibilities exist at once. That's all. Just accept all possibilities. And then invite only the highest quality probabilities for your life. Possibilities. Only invite into your life directly what is for your highest good. Say, I accept all possibilities as reality. I invite all possibilities that are in my highest best interest and the highest best interest for everybody involved in my life including my neighbors that I might not even know personally. Accept all possibilities. Number three, when we say love everybody, we mean love everybody. Imagine that there are beings in other worlds, other realms, other dimensional planes, other existences, and love them too. Love the planets, love the stars, love the sun, love the moon, love your planet. Love the insects, love the plants, love the animals. love more than every human. So that's number three, love everything. Number four, allow the light to come. Allow the light to come. Allow the light inside your body, the light of the love of God inside you. Allow it to permeate every cell until you are healed on every level for every possible problem. Turn away from the fear and love yourself by allowing the light to come in to all of the layers of your body, all the cells of your body, all the lifetimes you're currently living on all timelines and in all possibilities all possibilities next we're just going to ask you to meditate 
meditate, pray, fill your body with light, whatever you do for a spiritual practice. It does not need to be in conjunction with an organization or a religion or a spiritual or philosophical belief system that usually takes place in a specific building with a specific group of people. If that brings you comfort, do it, but we're not asking you to go out and join something. We're asking you to simply connect with nature, connect with your own nature, connect with the energy that is around you at all times. Open your window in the morning, in your bedroom or in your kitchens, open the window, allow the air to come in fresh, breathe it in. As Elena was talking about earlier, when she breathed in the energy of the rainbow, do that. Breathe in the rain, breathe in the mist, bring in the rainbow, breathe in the sun, breathe in the night sky, the day sky. Breathe in the energy, the prana energy that surrounds the trees, the flowers, and the plants. Breathe in your new world of possibilities. That can be your meditation if that's what you want for your spirituality. It's very simple. It doesn't need to take more than 10 or 15 minutes a day. But we ask that you sit in silence with yourself. See what comes up. If it needs to be released, release it. If it needs to be forgiven, forgive it. If it needs to be loved in order to heal, heal it. If you are at your work and you're not feeling inspired, take five minutes of your time or one minute of your time and look at beautiful scenery, beautiful mountains, beautiful beaches, beautiful waves beautiful birds, beautiful butterflies, beautiful people, beautiful animals. Look at pictures of nature if you're in an urban area and you don't get a lot of that. When you get a moment, drive out to the countryside and breathe in the air. After a rain, breathe in the ozone that surrounds you everywhere. Breathe in the negative ions at the beach. We have been influencing Elena in these things. We have seen that she's taken our instructions and feels that the inspiration sometimes only comes from her or maybe God, but we are always sending her and all of you these energy instructions to bring yourself up. And we're so pleased that she's able to grasp onto these thoughts and ideas very well and she shares them with you as you go about your day-to-day lives we want you to share <clears throat> the energy with other people you lift yourself up and imagine it's lifting up everybody that's your next step after meditation lift up those around you 
Your next step after that is to do a good deed, one good deed per week. That's not too much to ask. One good selfless deed per week, whether it's giving of your time, donating to charity on the internet, or just helping someone cross the street that's struggling, helping an animal in distress. Whatever it is, one small act of kindness every week. It's not too much to ask. We want you to build up to doing this every day. One small act of kindness every day. You can pray for somebody. You can pray for your world. You can pray for those who are still asleep. The sleeping ones need our love and our energy the most right now. You can use social media to spread positive messages into the world, to bring joy back into the world, to bring more love into the world. However you decide your good deed shall take place, go ahead and do it. We are reminded of an incident a couple weeks ago where we witnessed Elena finding a penny on the ground and promptly looking at a little girl next to her who was like, oh, a penny. She hadn't seen it. And Elena handed her the penny and winked at her and smiled and kept going. This is what we mean by one small act of kindness. She gave the little girl love and sent prayers and healing energy to the little girl's family and to the little girl. This is what we mean. Your kindness doesn't have to be an enormous gesture, just one small random act that brings love or light or some kind of happiness, even if it's to a small child, because that energy spreads throughout the world faster than a bad rumor or a virus. These kinds of little acts of love that you can generate spreads through the world because on the very basic levels everybody can relate to the goodness of a selfless act because at the core of your being at the end of the day at the end of the life at the end of the schematic at the end of the earth you're all basically good Good created you. Good created you. You're going to go back to good in the end because you are inside of you, in your very soul, built from love. You're built from love. You are love. Love is the most important thing. And love is what brings the joy. Love is what brings the happiness. Love is what brings the peace inside that blossoms so big, it creates a bubble around you and it can extend for hundreds and thousands of miles. If you allow the love and the selfless random acts of kindness to penetrate every aspect of your life and accept when people do this for you, 
a random act of kindness, a sweetness, a loving gesture. When you accept it from someone else, it makes them feel loved. It makes them feel admired. It makes them feel worthy. Accept the niceties from others. And put that back out into the world. Remember the pay it forward idea. This is what we are here to tell you tonight. These seven ways of living and being and breathing in this world, in this fifth dimension, and buoy yourself to the top. Rise yourself to the highest vibration at the top. Because that's how you're going to lift everybody else up. We are the Lyrans. We come from the Vega star system. We have been displaced. And so now as people, we live throughout the galaxies, but we do come together in peace and love, unison and harmony to bring you our messages through a wide variety of channels and ways so that you can learn to live a better, higher quality life because you deserve it, our brothers and sisters. We love you. We love you. We love you. And so ends our transmission for the evening. And we promise we will be back again soon. Peace be with all of you. All right, guys. Amen to that, right? I hope I got their message correctly. I hope you got the energy of it. They were making me do these hand gestures the whole time. <laughs> they were they were sending me the energy of what to do with my hands. <laughs> it's very interesting. I hope that whatever it is that they sent, light codes, downloads, upgrades, what have you. I hope it got through. I hope it got through. I think that most of you who do listen to my show are already doing a lot of these things. But if you are trying to live the life of a monk or nun or whatever you think, and you're not following just living your day-to-day life normally advice, if you have stopped living in some ways, especially if you miss those ways, I think it's important for you to get back to it. You know, if you stopped riding a bicycle because you think it's childish, get back on the bicycle. It's never too late to have a happy childhood and you're never too old to ride a bicycle or to hop on a swing at the park and go swinging. (laughs) I mean that in the most innocent, playful of ways. I love the image that they gave me. They pulled out a memory of my childhood while they were talking of (coughs) using finger paint to paint. And I remember thinking how grossed out I was. And I was giving this grossed out look to all the kids in kindergarten, in my kindergarten class. I mean, I could see the um, delight on their faces as they're squishing the paint and it's getting everywhere and they're so happy. And 
I was just sitting there as a little Virgo going, ew. Uh, and then the teacher came over and asked me, why am I not painting yet? <laughs> I'm like, because I don't want to touch it. Like, ew, you know? And she's like, no, it's okay. You can always wash your hands later. And that gave me such assurance and such, uh, finally, I can kind of let go a little, right? <laughs> I mean, I was born a Virgo. I wasn't created to become a Virgo. I've always been a Virgo, right? So I remember painting and it it felt cold and clammy. But then I got into it and I started creating art and I started doing it. And eventually it didn't matter that the paint was touching my hands. The colors I was using, you know, purple and green, and they were kind of muted colors and I wish they were brighter, but... I was just, you know, playing with it, the purple and the green and a little bit the blue. And I think I put some birds in the sky and they're really fat, thick birds because my finger, you know, wasn't the end of a paintbrush, right? So, but I was happy I engaged in the activity because at the end I had a piece of art, you know, and, and, um, it's funny. They reminded me of that, like, Dive in, you know, don't be afraid to create your art. Today I was thinking, I I haven't painted my wooden spoons that I bought, but because I was thinking about if they flake, if the paint flakes off into the food, that can't be good, right? Even though it's non-toxic paint. And I was thinking about spray spray painting it with um, lacquer at the end. So the paint will be stuck there intact and... And then I started, and I got past all of the thinking of all that. I overthink everything as a Virgo. And then I started thinking about the patterns and the designs. And I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do some black and white. I'm going to do two of them. They're black and white. I'm going to do one like a zebra stripe. (laughs) White with black zebra stripes. And then I'm going to do another one with um, just black and white boxes. And then when it dries, I'm going to put roses on it. And I thought, that's going to be cool. I'm excited about this, right? And then the other, I have like five spoons, and the other three I'm going to do in pastel muted colors, like um, turquoise and mint green and like a real pale yellow, a real pretty like a butter yellow that I have to make all these colors myself because I only have primary color paints. I always mix my own colors. And you can never mix the same exact color twice. (laughs) It's nearly impossible unless you plan it out. And that's where I draw the line at my Virgo-ness. I I just do it by sight and by feel and by energy. And I don't measure it out to the drop, right? So that's how I can never recreate two colors. And I was thinking today about how all the men that I've dated have loved my art so much that they've stolen my art at the end of the relationship every last one of them as soon as I start creating art and I realized that my art might have a healing quality or something because I put a lot of love into it and that keeps the love with the men after we're no longer together right they still have my love with them they just don't have the relationship anymore (laughs) Even my last boyfriend in Peru has some of my art. In fact, even the last guy I dated last year. On Christmas, I gave him a piece of my art. 
and that was the last day I ever saw him. Like, totally trippy. It's almost like he was just in it for the art. <laughs> he didn't ask me to, to have my art. I just did it as a gift. You know, everyone wants my art, but... <laughs> and I'm not that great of an artist, really. I'm an okay artist, but I'm not like, damn, that looks like a photograph. I'm not like that. I'm not that good. Most of my stuff looks really immature. <laughs> you know? <laughs> not very good. I mean, the one I did last, actually for Christmas, the lot one I did for that guy was, it, it was a cherry blossom tree with a view of Mount Fuji, which is really bizarre. Like I'm not interested usually in Japanese art because even though I love it, I'm not terribly like into that, but I just was thinking about him and it's something he would like. And I had forgotten that he was into Japanese martial arts. So bizarre, right? I just happened to pick up on the energy and gave him what he needed. It was a very pink piece of art because of the, the cherry blossoms, but he loved it. He's like, wow, this is really cool. <laughs> very interesting. But every guy I've been with in the past 20 years, always they've all ended up with my art. Some of them took my art because they begged me for it. Like, or no, I'm not giving that table back. Oh my God, I spent some, no, I'm not giving the table back. Fine. Well, you're taking yourself away from me, but can I keep your art? Okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, one guy wasn't even someone I dated, but someone who lived with me and my boyfriend for like two weeks. And when he left, he ripped me off. He took my art with him. He literally robbed me of my art. So freaking crazy. <laughs> I kind of feel like I, I'm probably going to open up a little art shop here, maybe. And just sell my art. <laughs> I might end up doing that here, honestly. I do practical art. I, I I paint things that people need. You know, like wooden spoons and chairs. I do practical art. I do I I do art on canvases too, but everything with spiritual energy. Now I'm doing it as a shaman, so I'm doing everything very deeply spiritually. I put a lot of energy into my stuff. So it was nice to hear them talk about that a little bit. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I'm going to start doing my art again. Living my life a little bit more. And I don't know if they're talking to me ex extremely, you know, because I'm still doing the same things I was doing. But I haven't been to the movies in a while. I haven't gone out to eat in a while. I haven't gone to see a musical concert in about a month or so. And some things I love, like going to the symphony, going to the ballet, watching a good um, group of dancers dance. My son and I last year went to this um, event where these high school students from all over South America came and danced in this two hour performance. I mean, people from Argentina, I mean, not just the tango either. I mean, hip hop dancing, I mean, just, it was like South America's got talent, baby. And they all had talent and it was incredible. It blew our minds, made us so happy. We were like dancing down the street when we came out of there. 
it like just spread all of their love of and passion of what they're doing spread throughout all the audience and everyone came out so happy and laughing and smiling and most of those people were parents of kids in that were dancing on stage so a lot of the pride you know the parental pride energy and my son we were just my son and I were just supporting this guy that we know whose um, child was dancing you know we just he just sold us the ticket he was our, our personal driver one day we went out to Inga Perka Inga Perka Perga sorry not Perka Perga the only uh, place dedicated to um, a goddess in the Incan world in all of South America the only place built for a female deity is Inga Perga so yeah <laughs> yeah so I don't know I hope this one inspired you guys I love each and every one of you I want to thank you thank you thank you for being there and listening to my show for forwarding it to all your Facebook groups and your friends and your family members that are also spiritually minded who might benefit from some of these thoughts and ideas and words even though I know channeling is a little bit strange and it's hard to accept the reality of it but the message is good whether or not you believe in the channeling part I believe it just because I'm the one doing it but seriously three four years ago I didn't even know that channeling was 100% real I kind of felt like it might be but I still held my doubts about it now I see how it can happen and it's only happened for me in the past few months so <laughs> we're all on this crazy ascension journey together so I wanted to thank you guys for sharing the time of your ascension journey with me by listening to the show I'm grateful for it wanted to shout out to Jasmine a new listener who just wrote me today um, so hey <laughs> hey to you and Krista wrote me again so thank you for that um, it's always good to hear from you guys oh and speaking hearing from you guys I need your Santa Claus miracle stories your Christmas Diwali and Hanukkah miracle stories I need your ghost stories <clears throat> supernatural happenings um, it doesn't have to be anything happened in October it just could be a ghost story from any time could have been in the last month the last year in the last 50 years it doesn't matter as long as it's spooky and weird and something that we're all gonna want to hear for Halloween so for metaphysical ghost speak we're going to need your spooky stories also for Christmas we're going to need your spiritual holiday stories again you don't have to be a Christian or anything but I want to hear has any miracles happened at this time of year for you have you prayed or asked or written a letter to Santa Claus and you got what you asked for and it was weird because your parents maybe didn't have the money and then suddenly they had the money to get what you wanted or maybe something mysteriously showed up that you had asked for and your parents did not provide it for you and it just showed up I've had things show up in my house that no one bought for me like a couple times last year something happened I can't remember what it was it was like it was like I don't know some candy that I liked showed up or something but last like a few years ago about 10 years ago 
something showed up like a necklace. And my husband looked at me and he goes, I, I didn't put that there. I don't know who, who gave you that. I'm like, that's weird. I didn't buy it. And he's like, I didn't buy it either. And I thought he was lying to me. And he just like laughed. He's like, I didn't do it. I really didn't do it. I didn't buy it for you. I'm like, huh. And that was, you know, that was the year I saw Santa Claus, you know. But I'm going to tell you guys about more in, in, of the details of seeing Santa Claus. You know, I've, I've seen him a couple times. I know he's real. And I know some of you out there, you've, you've seen him too. Regardless of whether you call him St. Nick, St. Nicholas, Santa Claus, Père Noel, whatever you call him. <laughs> Father, Father Time, I don't know, Father Christmas. You know, I, I want to hear about it. If you've seen him, I mean, I know it's real. Uh, if you have seen uh, a reindeer or anything around Christmas, any kind of miracle at all, I want to hear the stories. I want you to send it to metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com. Or you can just talk, you know, just send me a, vo- a voice clip at that email or on anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical. However you send it, just send it in. I have not gotten anyone's stories yet. So I definitely need yours to make these episodes really good. All right. That's all I got to say about that, guys. I love you guys. I'm so happy to have you on this journey and listening to the show and all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a part of it all. And with that, (laughs) I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension till next time bye bye peace do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life and see what's coming next what does the universe have in store for you i can help you with that i will give you a celtic cross reading which is 10 cards or you can ask me three questions and i use three cards per question so that's nine cards or i can channel your higher guidance or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly Me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do 
is let me know. Metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com and we will explore your future together.